struggling to open this beer oh no oh there it goes <laughs> i was gonna say did the coronavirus stop you from being able to use your hands oh no that's just me being a klutz <laughs> i'm just joking being honest <laughs> should say slancha because yesterday when this well as of the day this drops yesterday was saint patrick's day oh yeah that's yeah. right Oh, which is going to be like the saddest St. Patrick's Day of all time because all of the bars are ordering to be closed around here as of Monday at 3 p.m. Mm. So all of ours were closed Sunday as of 9 p.m. See, I feel like Michigan is copycatting whatever Ohio does. Pretty much. <laughs> which is not a good look for us with the whole Michigan versus Ohio State thing. Like, come on. It's not. But when you think about trying to be ahead of the curve on something like a pandemic it's probably a good look yeah <laughs> that's true so what'd you open over there so i opened a shorts brew evil urges mm. and it is a belgium style strong dark strong ale brewed with amber candied sugar Oh, yum. And it's got some cats on it. It's an interesting <laughs> bottle. It's like a cat. And then there are two evil looking cats talking to the cat's ear, like telling it to do evil things. And oh. and in the cat's eyes, you can see reflections of a human's legs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like the bottle art on this is really good. Um, but I thought it was kind of on theme for for some of the craziness that seems to be happening right now. With the coronavirus happening, I think some people are coming to maybe not evil urges, but maybe kind of selfish ones. That's a good way to describe it. I definitely don't think people are acting intentionally bad, but there's definitely been some questionable behavior. Except for that mother effer that bought 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. Yeah. And karma's biting him in the ass so hard because he can't sell them. He has to donate them. Good. I was wondering how that shook out. Because I saw it and I was like, I've got to check out of the news now because I can't even take this <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> that should have been my can't even this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are you drinking over there? So I'm drinking the same beer uh, that I drank for our regular episode, and that is the Urban Artifact Trivet. Trivet? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cranberry lemonade goza, and I thought it was appropriate because we're totally making lemons into lemonade instead of being sourpusses, right? Yes. Like this cat on my bottle. <laughs> I didn't even see what I did there. <laughs> so if you haven't guessed yet, we, this is a bonus mini-sode where we're going to talk about what we've been doing and how we've been feeling about the coronavirus outbreak because it's obviously a hot topic right now. And if you don't care to hear about it or feel like, eh, 
maybe I'll listen to it later. We're totally fine with that. We just felt like you guys might be curious, like what we're thinking and doing while the universe seems to be melting down. Yeah. And honestly, um, if somebody doesn't want to listen to it right now, I totally understand that because you can get overloaded and there can be information overload in times Mm -hmm. like this and it can start to feel just especially overwhelming. But when you're in a place where you can hear about what other people are doing to cope, I think that it's really helpful because then maybe you feel not so alone and so crazy when you're worrying or scared or suddenly feeling fine or maybe even feeling a little defiant. Like, I don't know. I think (laughs) it's good to... To hear how other people are gauging this and maybe it can help you write your needle if you're feeling just like a little out of sorts. So how are you feeling today about everything? So today I'm feeling better. Good. But I'm not going to lie. I've been kind of going back and forth between feeling supremely worried (laughs) (laughs) and just kind of thinking like for... For me personally, like this really isn't that big of a deal because my life is so isolated and rural Mm -hmm. just on the Mm -hmm. regular. So when I think about it, there's not a whole lot different for me at this point, except for the fact that I can't go do stuff when I want to. So -hmm. that might be Mm -hmm. part of what's making me feel so uneasy. (laughs) Right. But I already worked from home full time. My husband already worked from home full time here and it... Today's our first day that the kids have been home all day, and it kind of just feels like summer started early. Mm. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. But I honestly, like, I knew what was happening in the world. I didn't start feeling supremely worried, though, until last week on Wednesday night when we went shopping in the city in Dayton, because we just happened to be there for, like, Mm -hmm. something totally unrelated to anything. And we walked into a store, and shops were empty, and that was when I was like, Oh, shit. <laughs> like, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming here. It hasn't touched my town yet, but it will very shortly. And yeah, by Friday, all pandemonium had, like, shaken yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, shit hitteth the fanist. <laughs> what about you? How are you feeling? So, as someone that has pretty bad anxiety and that has been feeling relatively triggered about certain things lately, um, pretty good. Surprisingly, I didn't really start feeling uneasy about it until today, this morning, which is Monday, Um, because I work in healthcare IT. So my leaders, I think we're a little ahead of the curve in comparison with the state, or I should say really aligned with the state of Michigan. Um, So we're remote until 100% until May 1st. They canceled our conference that is in June. Um... And even then I felt, and that was last Thursday that they did that. And I felt a little like, maybe this is a tad overreaction, but you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of better safe than sorry. So I was like, kind of sad that I won't see my coworkers face to face until like probably May. Um, but today they were kind of talking like it might be like June. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, we need more information first. We need more data. We need to see if like trying to flatten the curve is working, Um, So I'm trying to think of it that way. But I think I need to like stop looking at Facebook because it's making it worse for me. I agree. Social media has actually really been stressing me out because you got the extremes. um, You got the people that are like 
F this. I'm not changing anything. Yeah. I'm fine and I'm healthy. I can go do whatever the F I want. And I just want to like tell them it's not about you. That's not the point. Yeah. And that's not the point. But I'm not going to because I'm not – I don't – I'm not very confrontational even on the internet. <laughs> I'm not confrontational oh, in person. I'm not same. confrontational on the internet. <laughs> same. We can be confrontational here though and people can just yell at us later. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's not about them. And like I think I had to wrap my head around that too. It's not about me and me being okay if I got it. It's about, you know, if I got it and, you know, gave it to my grandpa who yeah. can't even get get out of a chair right now. If I felt like I wanted to go visit him and I had it and I didn't know and I touched his hand and then he touched his face, you know, it's that level um, that I think it takes a while to connect with. It's like about protecting the people around you more than anything else. Um, I think the grocery thing kind of was a little jarring for me too. I like to do grocery pickup because it helps me stay within a budget and I'm not like walking around the store hungry and buying things. <laughs> so smart. Cause especially cause your main store is Walmart, right? Right. And right. it's really easy to just like oh. grab shit and throw it in the oh, cart there. So That's exactly easy. why I don't go there. I've, I've been to a Walmart. I can count it on one hand in the last like 18 months. <laughs> it's like a cheaper version of target. You gotta be careful. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but like, and then you have like the Easter aisle with all the Easter candy that you can only get this time of year. So I just don't, I try not to go in there. So yeah. I did a grocery store pickup and there were 12 items out of stock that I just couldn't get, including toilet paper. Of and there were like 14 substitutions or something like that. But it was all oh to like gosh. name brand stuff. And they charged me the same as like the generic. So I'm like, really, who's winning here? I am. Yeah, you won on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I took my husband with me because I had to go inside anyways and get a prescription. And we decided let's do a lap and see like how ridiculous this actually is. And guys, there was no paper towel. There was no toilet paper. Pretty sure I didn't see much Kleenex. So people are like getting desperate. But they're going to F up their septic systems if they're using stuff that shouldn't be toilet paper as toilet paper and flushing it. Yeah. Uh, which you that's like the last thing you probably want to happen right now. Um, And like the cleaning supplies were like all gone. Oh my gosh. Like people, it's like they're going to clean their house from top to bottom every day for the next 30 days. Like who uses that much? Or what were you like not doing before this (laughs) is the bigger question. (laughs) Not going to lie. We actually did like clean our house kind of top to bottom over the weekend. And that's okay. We didn't have anything else to do. So I was like, hey, we we went to our Dollar General because we're kind of avoiding just like going to the big stores in town for now while we still can um and so i got two bottles of like the not name brand lysol wipes mm-hmm. i only bought two they had like a whole shelf of them but i just got two because i was like because you're being gonna... a reasonable human being it was really hard though i kind of wanted to sweep them all into the cart there's like something like psychologically uh what sort i'm looking for like it's like fight or flight almost it it is because i'm like well what if i need to clean six months from now and i can't <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we're gonna use tito's that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen tito's is gonna become our main our main cleaning solution don't do that don't use tito's don't do uh that. so it's yeah i only people. got the two bottles and i got like one 
like can of the Lysol spray that is a disinfectant for like surfaces. And I was like, this is good enough. I'm going to disinfect like all of our surfaces and knobs and doorknobs and laptops and cell phones. Yeah. I threw everybody's coats and like shoes and stuff like that and backpacks in the washing machine because I'm like, that will disinfect things. And it just kind of like we can start this week feeling healthy and like everything is just a a little cleaner (laughs) yeah and there's nothing wrong with that it's the hoarding that blows my mind like literally I could not get toilet paper I always shop for like two weeks in advance because I just do that paycheck from paycheck like I meal prep and I know what I'm gonna eat for the next two weeks and that's what I buy also helps with budget but I could not get toilet paper. And this morning, we have two rolls of toilet paper left outside oh, of what's no. currently on the handle. So I told my husband, I was like, can you look at dollar stores or gas stations? Because I can't depend on Walmart restocking and me getting there on time. Yeah, to you it. totally can't. So my friend told me this story about our Walmart pickup area. We have like a robot. In our Walmart pickup area. I don't know if they're all like this, but it's like it's like a whole wall of lockers. Oh and like a robot arm type of thing. And so he had ordered his mom upgraded her cell phone to like, I don't know, just like a like a six or something like that. Not like, you know, the newest one. So he ordered it on Walmart pickup and because of the type of electronic it was, he had to wait for an associate to get Uh it out of the robot machine. So he's standing there waiting and he's watching people come in to do the Walmart pickup thing. And he said it was like something out of the twilight zone. Like someone would walk in, scan their phone, little arm would go up and it open a locker and there'd be a, like, you know, a package of toilet paper in there. Uh. And then the next person would walk in, scan their phone, the <gasps> locker would do its clunk thing. And it like the arm would go over and it'd be like three cases of toilet paper. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, he's dead serious. He said Ugh. that went on like 15 times. And there was even a guy that walked in and they have like these huge giant lockers. And it did like this really big clunk clunk noise, you know, when the locker opened. And he's like, Bev, I swear to God, it was a pallet of toilet paper that oh, someone had ordered for online pickup. And he's just like staring and he's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, I wish you would have recorded that because I would have loved to put that up on YouTube. Dude, what is wrong with you? Okay, if you need that much toilet paper, something is wrong with your ass or you're like 18 kids and counting, like that TV show where you just have like a shit ton of kids. One of the side effects of the coronavirus is not sprouting extra buttholes. No. (laughs) Just so we're clear. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it makes me so mad because I like all I wanted was to buy a reasonable amount of toilet paper and I couldn't do that because some people are freaking the F out or they're so concerned that other people are going to be so selfish to the point of hoarding that they feel the same thing. And I kind of had to fight that urge a little bit, even just doing the grocery app. But luckily, something in my gut told me last time I got groceries just buy a couple extra things of chicken breast and throw them in the freezer because now we have an extra freezer. Yeah. Um, So I did that. So we're going to be fine with meat. Thank God. Otherwise, I would have gone through the rest of our venison over the next couple weeks because there was literally no meat when we were there. (laughs) 
Yeah, there's no meat here either. And in fact, um, we're in between two bigger towns and we have a small little butcher shop in Delhi. People have come in from those two towns yep. and cleaned our deli out. I walked in there and there's nothing. But luckily, I just went in there for lunch meat and they still had some lunch meat. So I sensed that some people were coming from bigger cities into our smaller town to raid our Walmart, too. Yeah, when I was there just kind of like observing behavior because it was great people watching. Yeah. Um, and I can't really blame them. I mean, if if I really needed stuff, too, and I needed to drive and had the means, I probably would, too. Yeah. So what are you doing to prep or what have you done to prep for like farm things and and your family? So I really felt grateful that we went into Dayton that Wednesday night and I saw like how bad things were getting ready to get because I feel like I got to be just like slightly ahead of the curve. Mm. So when I got up on Thursday morning, I went straight to TSC and got like three weeks worth of chicken feed and I got pellets for the goats. I got black oil sunflower seeds. I got extra bedding and I also picked up 13 meat chickens and everything that those 13 meat chickens would need to eat until their processing mm. day. Nice. And I was like, this will get us by until the grass grows was what I was trying to get to. Um, I'm hopeful that we're not going to have supply chain issues. And in fact, there's nothing that indicates that we're going to. So I wanted three weeks, though, because of how far out I live. Because if we end mm. up with like gas shortages or something like that, I'm not going to be able to get into town to a feed store to go get what I need. So we're in a slightly unique situation because like I can't just like pop over to see if people have something in stock. Like I might only be able to drive over there once. And if they don't. I'm kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why I planned ahead that many weeks. And um, the meat chickens, we were going to do some anyways, but it was funny after feeling so ominous after that trip. I When I woke up on Thursday, I looked at Jared and I was like, while I'm at TSC getting feed, I'm going to get meat chickens. And he didn't even argue. He was like, yeah, that seems prudent. <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's where we're at right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even going to argue with me. It kind of made me a little nervous, not going to lie. But <laughs> I'm not feeling nervous anymore. It, it doesn't appear that we're going to have any supply chain issues. But I do feel better knowing that I'm not going to have to leave just to go get stuff like that. Right. Because I already got it. Because I really plan on using my spare time to help here in my town. And also, we have a, a food pantry that's in the next town over where all of the volunteers either have COPD or in their 70s. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, it's going to be me packing all of the orders for this food pantry. And I was like, no, I'm able-bodied and healthy. I'll bring Lysol wipes and I'll totally do it. <laughs> Like, I work from home. I'll just work at midnight and go volunteer at your food pantry so that you don't have to do it all by yourself. So I'm trying really hard to stay healthy so that I can do stuff like that. Mm, yeah. So what about you? What would you do? I feel like I just, like, word vomited all over the podcast. No. No, that was good. I was letting you. I was trying not to interject. Um, so I obviously did some grocery shopping. I did get a lot of what I needed. There were just, like, a few meals kind of derailed because there were like no canned foods. So the like the white can like the white beans that I needed to make white chicken chili were not there. Plan spoiled. But like I can try again in a few days. Maybe like if I have to run into town for something, just do a quick jog around Walmart. I always have hand sanitizer on me anyways. I'm not too worried about <laughs> <That's> it. <right. laughs> um 
But I did go to Tractor Supply as well, and I got like two weeks worth of feed. And for me, for my chickens and ducks and gosling and geese, that looks like two bags of pellets and four bags of crumbles. That gets us through two weeks. So the dirty looks I was getting for that, that is my normal. <laughs> that is the yeah. normal behavior that I participate in. Don't look at me. <laughs> Somebody looked at me funny when I went into my TSC. This was before people were like really running in my area. And yeah, someone was like, oh, stocking up, huh? And I'm like, no, just a few weeks worth. I have a lot of animals. like, Which is not a lie. You do. Yeah. <laughs> like four goats eating pellets. It's kind of a lot of goats eating yeah. pellets. Like yours is the You have like three times as many goats as I do. So I yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, we have a whole hayloft full of hay. So I can at least default to that to most of my animals if I absolutely have to. Even Hamlet. I gave him a leaf this weekend to see how he would do with it, and he thought it was great. So Oh, God. So we have that. If All we my hay molded this I morning. I saw that. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was like, I told Jared, I was like, the hay is moldy. His face just like dropped. I'm like, it's okay. The Facebook tells me that I can just cut the mold off and feed the rest. And he's yeah. like, oh, good. But what does that do? And I was like, it takes us probably like five or six days early, you know, being out of hay. He's like, okay. <laughs> but luckily, I think, because I had this concern yesterday too, because yesterday we went to get straw and we <laughs> finally, this is like my evil plan. This is a little side note. My husband used a snowmobile. He really hasn't in a while, but we have a snowmobile and a snowmobile trailer. I've wanted to convert that trailer to something that could haul large amounts of straw or hay if we needed to for like a year now and we just finally did it yesterday sweet so we were able to get 10 bales of straw and i said on the way over there we might not be able to get any i don't know if anybody else is like freaking out about supplies and stuff but i feel like the farming community is like pretty chill in comparison to maybe somebody that lives in the inner city and it's a little more difficult to get access to things because of how many people there are. So, like, there was yeah. plenty of straw. It wasn't an issue. And my husband looked like, looked at me like I had three heads. So, hopefully <laughs> you're able to get some hay from other sources if you need to. That's what I figured. And I do have five of those Timothy compressed bales. Oh, yeah. Because every winter I buy a handful of them as my emergency in case something happens to my hay, um, you know, my hay supply, like what just happened. <laughs> or um, I go through it faster than I think I did because, like, I got an extra animal. Or, you know. Like another It was donkey. really cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I needed to feed more. So, yeah, stuff like that. So, I'm not too worried about it. And also, I really do think that communities band together. So if I got in a really tough spot, I would just put out there, like, in my local community group, like, hey, does anybody have any hay I can buy? I ran out and my animals need some. And also, I have a whole pasture. So the grass has kind of started growing. So I could just move everybody out there, too, and they'll just graze on the pasture and they'll be out of hay for the season. Right. They'll survive. Yeah, I... On top of all the feed that I got, I also, um, because I'm pretty sure my goats have mites, I also stocked up on, like, vitamin B injectable, um, probiotics, vitamins for the goats, stuff like that, just in case the vet can't get out as quickly as he might be able to. Um, So I also got ivermectin 1% for injecting the adult goats. Um, I will say that we did give two injections yesterday. I was able to get the uh, the thing filled, like the the 
what do you call it? The thing with the needle and the, the syringe. The syringe. That's what it is. I was able to fill that. But guys, I have an extreme fear of needles to the point where like in high school, they were like the Red Cross came and they were talking about blood donations and I like passed out in class just from oh them talking gosh. about it. So me just filling them and attempting to do that to Diana, who has black fur, so it was kind of difficult yeah. to see. I tried and then my husband did it in like two seconds. I'm like, you suck. Like He's just good at all of this stuff and I kind of have to work at it a little sometimes. But like I felt woozy AF and had to like sit down and put my head in between my knees because just hanging on to the syringe and the needle was like, it was a huge step for me. And like, it's kind of cool that I was able to at least get that far and try so I think this is kind of pushing me to be more self-sufficient in ways that maybe I would have just defaulted to a vet for something that I could push myself to try to do. And knowing my husband can step in and do it when I feel like I can't is also very comforting that I have like a good partner to do this stuff with. So I think that's kind of like the bright side of this whole thing is just feeling like we are self-sufficient and it's going to be okay. Yeah, and even if you're not self-sufficient, I still think it's going to be okay yeah. in the end. It just might be a little more uncomfortable. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling right now. I'm mostly feeling uncomfortable. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, I can feel – I feel that too, definitely. But so what are things that you feel like you're doing, especially since, like, schools are canceled for both of our states? My stepkids – I wouldn't be shocked if I didn't see them until things really calmed down um, because it, it might just not be smart to move them around right now. I don't I yeah, don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. We didn't have them this weekend. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. I can't really blame their mom if she doesn't want them going anywhere as long as she's self-quarantining them. I think that's yeah. totally reasonable. Um, but how is it like you have your kids all the time, obviously. So, yeah. <laughs> like, what things are you going to try to do to prevent cabin fever and kind of turning lemons into lemonade? So we did make a list of, um, we called it our coronavirus bucket list. And nice. it's all things uh, that the kids can do or that we can do as a family that don't involve screens or places where people congregate inside. <laughs> nice. Okay. So a lot of it is like movies and well, that involves a screen, but we did actually, we, we got Disney plus yesterday. Nice. We, didn't used to have it. we got it just so that we could watch frozen two with the kids and we'll probably watch frozen two again tonight. I mean, who am I kidding? <laughs> it's really good. There's so much stuff on that though. It's crazy. Disney plus is about to make so much money off the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. We, we had Hulu and, um, Netflix before this, but when I saw Frozen 2 was available on Disney Plus, yeah. I was like, let's get it. It's an extra five bucks a month. Like, yeah. And it'll save our sanity. Yes. Uh, but we're also going to go do hikes. We are really lucky where we live. We live in a really rural area, but it's also an incredibly beautiful area. Yesterday, we went and hiked to like a little hidden tiny waterfall. It's like a little baby waterfall, so don't like think of anything like <laughs> spectacular. But it was just a really beautiful hike, even though it's still wintertime and there's no like green or anything growing. And then we walked along the creek that we usually kayak down, and it was really cool to see it from a different perspective because it actually is like a really big creek once we saw it, you know, like from the outside, from like a cliff gorge. 
So that was really cool. We have a whole list of other hikes that we want to go do because they're everywhere. And I'm working on this project with a friend. We're going to we're putting together some like touristy kind of stuff in our town. Nice. So I'm using the time to like uh, train Jupiter so that he can lead on a lead. I'm trying really hard to get a trailer so I can trailer him and Herc to um, a few equine trails and start practicing hiking them in and out of them because obviously they need a lot of work before I can like have strangers walking them. (laughs) And then uh, the kids are also wanting to do like lots of board games and Probably they'll cook, like learn how to cook some meals and stuff like that. I bought lots of chocolate chip cookie stuff. I forgot to talk about the food part, but I realized like because I live so far out, I almost always have several weeks worth of food on hand here because like if either Jared or I get sick, then the other one like can't necessarily get out to the grocery store to go buy stuff because it's so far. So we always have a halfway decent pantry with like, you know, beans and rice and pasta and sauce and flour. Like I buy flour in 25 pound bags. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I already did that before this just because of my lifestyle. So like I already mostly had everything I needed so I didn't have to go rush out to the grocery store. I did go buy a new 25 pound bag of flour and one new bag of sugar and a bag of chocolate chips so the kids can make lots of cookies. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's our plan to just kind of, you know, we'll work around the farm, we'll do a couple of things. Gardening, obviously smart to start a garden now yeah if you haven't <laughs> yeah I've been thinking about that just, too <laughs> you know yeah it's it's one of those things like you won't be mad you did it right <laughs> exactly same with meat chickens I mean yeah unless you're not prepared to deal with what you have to do in like eight weeks <laughs> exactly and we're prepared because we've done it before right but what about you what are what are your grand quarantine plans so You guys will hear on Friday with the episode that drops that we are hatching goslings over here. Uh, I don't want to spoil that too much because we're going to talk about how you can do that um, and what it takes to hatch goslings. It's a little different than chicks. Uh, But you have to hand turn the eggs if you don't have an automatic hand turner. And it's like four times a day. And now I'm like going to work from home every single day until May 1st. So I was like, this is this is a sign. This is the perfect time to try this out. So I'm going to do that. Um, I've also toyed around with the idea of meat chickens. Uh, I looked at looked for them at my TSC on Saturday, but they didn't have anything. They just had bantams and Pekin ducks. And I'm just not ready to do the whole duck for food thing personally. Yeah. And you got to know how to cook duck to make it really good. Yeah. And I don't want to screw that up. (laughs) Yeah. I would feel super bad. Chicken, that would be tough for me to screw up. (laughs) Chicken. Yeah. uh, Homegrown chicken is delicious. Yeah. (laughs) So I might look into that. Um, And then I'm also just feeling like really grateful that I live out here on a farm because there is always stuff to do and I can't just sit on the couch and freak out. Like, yeah, like I was, we had both the barn doors open on Sunday and I was cleaning it out. My husband was cleaning out two of the goat pens, which was a chore because we do deep litter in, in the winter because the way our setup is, it's hard to clean them out. Um, 
when it's winter out and there's a lot of snow. Uh, so he, <laughs> poor guy, did all that. And like I put down a first Saturday line barrier for the side that we didn't get to. So if there are mites, they're not going to get over. Um, and it was just nice to be able to have something to do that was productive and meaningful. Um, so I'm going to try to find more things around here that I've maybe been putting off because we haven't had a lot of time because I need to keep my brain engaged. I'm also saving money. So as soon as it's warm, we can fill our pool. <laughs> so oh, that can yeah. be a thing. So that probably yeah. won't be until May um, when it's going to be warm enough for that. But I didn't plan out financially well enough last year to do that. And I want to do that this year. And then, you know, I mean, who knows what other harebrained ideas I'm going to get. But <laughs> there's always endless amounts of crap TV to watch on Netflix. So we have that as well <laughs> if it's raining outside. True that. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that my kids will get more interested in the farm stuff with me. I let them sleep in today so they didn't do morning chores with me, but I might bring them out to do evening chores. I feel really grateful that as of right now, it's not going to like create a giant hardship for us. That's not to say that it's not going to later if it drags on for too long or something Mm -hmm. crazy happens with one of our works. But for right now, we just kind of get to write it out and look at it as an opportunity to do something that we would have otherwise not been able to do. But that really is just literally trying to look on the bright side. And also while being mindful that there are a lot of people that are going to be hurting because of this for various reasons, either because loved ones are getting sick or dying or because they can't go to work and their work isn't going to pay them anymore. Yeah. I do appreciate how our local state and federal government has been responding and maybe not everybody will agree with that statement and it's okay um I don't necessarily like if this is being politicized but I think I'm seeing more good reactions out of people than I am bad despite all the tp hoarding (laughs) yeah I think I think that I am too once people calm down and and stop knee-jerk reacting knee-jerk reacting to the change I think it's going to give us a lot of opportunity to see a lot of good. Yeah, I agree. And I think, too, that in the end, it's going to be okay. I don't see this as, like, I'm trying to, like, put a positive spin on it. So people might be like, wow, Sam sounds like the hippie one this time. (laughs) And Bev's just, like, chewing all of her fingernails (laughs) off over here. (laughs) But I almost feel like it's a really good opportunity to, like, kind of reset and kind of give a rebirth to certain things. And it's interesting to see how people are reacting. I think you'll find out, like, who your real friends and family are through this, too. Um, Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's unfortunate. And obviously, it's super sad that, you know, some people are going to die. But, I mean, I'm trying to find the glimmer of hope and the good things in it. Because that's the only way that I know to manage my anxiety Um, and I'm sure I'll have more days where I feel more anxious than anything else, but I'm going to do my best to try to prevent that. Actually, Bev, I have a question for you and we can always cut this and put this on the Patreon if it feels too off topic, but I listened to this podcast last week and they were talking about the book, the artful, the art of giving, not giving a F or whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. And One of the things was this guy has PTSD and his therapist asked him, 
what percentage of your day do you think you can control? So Bev, what percentage of your day do you think you can control? So honestly, I only think I control maybe 20% of my day if I'm lucky. 15 is probably more like it, if I'm being truly honest. But, you know, I also, I have kids at home that I have to constantly be doing stuff for because of their schedules or whatever, you know, it is that they need. And, um, you know, I have to do the things that my work needs, my multiple works. <laughs> <laughs> stuff for the podcast, like, has to be done. Sometimes I put it off until the very last minute. But, you know, those things have to be done. So I wouldn't necessarily call that within my control either. So, it, yeah, it's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. So the average person says between 30 and 60%. Really? My control freak ass said 75% all cocky like when I was driving. (laughs) His therapist said 3%. Really? Yeah. So that puts this whole thing in perspective for me too. We can't control what is happening, but we can absolutely control how we react to it to an extent. Some people have, you know, underlying mental illness that might make that kind of difficult. Um. But you can you can not control very much except for what you're doing. So ha- hearing that 3% thing has been really life-changing for me the past week because it takes some of the pressure off, honestly. Yeah, it really does. No, I totally agree. I really like that I was on the low end of you that. You were. I'm like, wow, <laughs> Bev is woke AF and I am a control freak. But that's part of that control freak behavior is why I'm so good at my day job. Yeah. It's not necessarily healthy for me outside of my day job, though. So I'm trying to find balance here. And I think what we're going through right now is a great way to try to tweak my own expectations of what I can and can't control. Yeah, that's a really good way to think about it. Lemons to lemonade. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And honestly, none of this is meant to be glib Mm -mm. to anybody who is experiencing extreme hardship because of this. We just wanted to share what was happening for us and how we were coping in case it could be helpful, even to just a few people. It's literally just an extra episode because... We do care about you guys. Oh, absolutely. If we could do any little bit of good in a situation like this, we wanted to. And podcasting is our medium. So for right now, this is what we came up with. If we come up with anything better later, obviously we'll do that too. (laughs) Yeah. And we really hope that this helps kind of make you maybe feel a little less crazy. And I think it's totally normal to have moments where you feel upset or hopeless or like the world's gone crazy. I think that's normal. So if you're feeling like you need to like try to control that behavior, maybe give yourself a little break because especially if you're scrolling Facebook, you're going to feel like the world is ending. But guys, it's not. We're going to come out of the other side of this. Most government, state level government seems to be reacting in a way where they're trying their best. So Hopefully it helps flatten the curve. It doesn't overwhelm the, overwhelm the healthcare system and we'll just get through it together and come out on the other side more prepared if anything, God forbid, happens like this again. 
Yeah. And also keep in mind that by staying home and following recommendations and flattening the curve, we're doing what we can to make this end faster. Right. The, the more people continue their daily lives as if none of this is happening, the longer this is going to go on. Right. And if you are coughing, have body aches, or have a fever at or above 100.4, you want to call your doctor's office before you just show up because they'll tell you exactly what to do and where to go if you do need to go get tested without putting other people at risk. So keep that in mind that you might want to kind of slow down, not panic, call them, and they'll lead you in the direction you need to go. Yeah. And be kind to people. Yeah. And buy, like, enough stuff for two weeks, not two months. Because there are, like, elderly people that are way more at risk than people that in my age. Yeah. Um, and they need to be able to get access to these things, too. And they can't move as fast as we can. And they're the ones we should be most concerned about right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to recommend that everybody listen to uh, the episode about the coronaviruses uh, that was put out by This Podcast Will Kill You. So they actually recorded this back in the first week of February. Oh, wow. So some of their, like, predictions and what's what I'm looking for, like, the way that they tell you to react isn't really going to be relevant anymore. Because, <laughs> you know, at the time, it was barely here. Yeah. So um, so they were not experiencing this, what's happening right now when that episode came out. But they had a lot of really good advice. And learning about the history of coronaviruses helped really put it all in perspective to me. And I see that we are going, We this is going to pass. We just don't know when. And we don't know how many people are going to die. And we don't know how many people are going to have life-altering effects from you know, being critically ill with it. So that's why it's so important that we don't panic right? and just do our best. I've been seeing really interesting videos from Italy where these people that are in these like heavily populated cities and these apartment buildings are all standing on their balconies singing like One Direction together. <laughs> oh, I love it. And it's like, oh, the world coming together while socially distancing is kind of, a very heartwarming thing to see. It really is. And, you know, if you need a little socialization time, you can pop into our Facebook group. People yeah. are usually willing to chat. And I don't know if this goes on too much longer. Maybe Sam and I can do like a live happy hour or something yeah. sometime to kind of break up the monotony just to make everyone feel like they're chatting real time with some people and hanging out. Because, yeah, even though I'm an introvert, the idea that I can't go be social when I yeah. want to kind of makes me feel like an elephant is sitting on my chest. Same. <laughs> Same. Which is really weird for me, honestly. Because part of me, like, my introverted self is kind of like, yeah, social distancing. You don't have to real wear real pants if you don't want to. But also I'm afraid of gaining, like, 40 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Just do lots of ch farm chores. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do them at a fast pace. Maybe some goat CrossFit. Yep. Diablo, exactly. my rooster, is like stalking me across the yard now, and I'll like be on the other side of the property, and I'll turn around, and he's like right there. So maybe some chicken chasing. Um, 
he's being a very naughty rooster and he might have to go in the crock pot if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> so if I do get desperate for food, he will be the first to go. Fair enough. Because <laughs> nobody's got time for a naughty rooster. Nope. Especially nope, when you've nope. tried everything to make them not naughty. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm feeling you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope this made you feel a little less alone in some way. This bonus mini so wasn't as many as I thought it would be, but I I feel like it was good therapy for us at least, you know? Yeah, I agree. I feel better already. I do too. And we hope you do. Hopefully we didn't incite any more panic. That was not our goal. But Natalie Quist did start a really good uh, Facebook post in our group about what projects people are working on. So by the time this drops, it might be buried a little bit, but you can always restart another one. We won't be mad about it. Nah, we won't, but I'll put a link in the show notes to that one. Oh, perfect. Um, so that it's there. And in fact, we'll put a link uh, to the people singing on balconies in Italy, too. <laughs> yes, Just because so it'll cool. be fun and heartwarming and give you something to do. Oh, you know what? Before we sign off, there's one other thing I wanted to remind people to stop doing because I keep finding myself doing it. I've been obsessively checking the COVID-19 stats. Oh, see, I, I well, I guess I have been doing that a little bit for my state. Just oh, because see, I've been doing it for the state and like oh. the whole like world and it's making me feel a little crazy. And the thing that people need to remember, and Bev and I talked about this earlier off recording, is that testing is becoming more available now. So you're absolutely gonna see a spike in cases just because there are enough test kits now. So don't panic. Really, this is good because we're getting an accurate read on what's going on. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that an accurate read on what's going on is going to lower the current death rate. Yeah. And maybe help put it into perspective a little better. Exactly. So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for joining us for this extra special mini episode. Wash your hands. Don't hoard the TP, please. I'm a person that only has two rolls of TP left because I did not hoard in time. Um. If you don't find any, I'll drop a four pack in the mail to you. Because I actually did buy a 48 pack on Amazon before it all ran out. But it was before people were running on it. So I didn't know that when I bought the 48 pack. That's just, that's how I buy my TP on a regular basis. Because I live in the middle of nowhere. Great. You know what, though? Like, those couponers and the doomsday preppers are just laughing at us all right now. Uh, And I'm not, I'm not feeling very good about that. (laughs) Mostly just because I never, I never hope for people to have to experience this kind of thing. That's never my goal. I don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to be right for raising food. Right. You know what I mean? Like I do this because I love it, not because I hope the world burns. Right. I don't know that it's people hope the world burns. I think they're just prepared for the behavior that we're seeing right now. Yeah. And in my shiny perspective that I'm trying to hang on to, I hope people <laughs> are learning from this experience. And yeah, if this happens again, time. maybe sh- spread the love with the teepee and the canned <laughs> goods <laughs> and the mac and cheese. And you know what? Verner's was sold out at my Walmart because people in Michigan think Verner's, which is ginger ale, is medicine. So they do. You're right. <laughs> so I had to get like a couple of diet Verner's from like the little checkout, you know, impulse buy section <laughs> to make myself feel better. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, we could go on, but we'll let we you really guys go. <laughs> and until next time, drink, farm, and, and give, give zero, zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm.